Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, friends. You are listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is another highly requested episode, much like last week's on transitioning kids' clothes, and that is kids' chores. We're in our final week of kind of a loose series that I really never said out loud, but um, we're kind of transitioning back into school and fall. So this last episode to help us with that is how to lazy genius kid chores. Chores seem like a good anchor in the summer, but a huge part of routine in the fall. But how do we do it? Allowance or no allowance? Charts or no charts? How young is too young? How old is too old? All the things. So today I'm going to share how I do chores for my kids, but also how I think you can think about what matters and what doesn't in relation to kids' chores so you can create your own way that makes sense. First, a quick reminder if you have like um, you have like three more days to give me some feedback on what you'd like to see in the future here at the Lazy Genius Collective, there is a quick survey at the lazygeniuscollective.com slash feedback that'll be open until Wednesday, August 7th. And one random participant of that survey will get a free Planet Box Rover lunchbox for a kid or for yourself. We have been using our Planet Box lunchboxes for six years now, and there's as good as the day we first got them. They're just so great. They're bento box style lunchboxes that are stainless steel. They're absolutely amazing. My kids have never had a teacher who did not ask where we got them and that the lunchboxes like are their favorite they've ever seen in the classroom. Seriously, every single teacher. I have three kids and a cumulative like dozen years of kids in school. So it's a lot of, that's a lot of raving teachers over these lunchboxes. So if you would like to, um, Really, it's not about winning the lunchbox, I suppose, because there's only one, and hopefully more than one of you will fill out the survey, but it would be so helpful to get your feedback, and I would love to be able to say thank you by giving you one of those lunchboxes. So you can head to thelazygeniuscollective.com slash feedback, take a couple of minutes to give us your feedback, and maybe you'll win a new awesome lunchbox. And if you don't, I'm still just super grateful that you take the time. The feedback is going to shape the next year of content, and so the more we know, the better it will be. Okay, let's talk about kids' chores. There are three major things to decide, and it's important to decide them in the right order. And those three things in the right order are your priority, the actual chores, and then the system within which they happen. We like to start with systems, with colorful chore charts and wondering if we do allowance or not. But if you don't name the priority and purpose behind your kids doing chores, none of that will work as well as it can. So priority, chores, system. Let's start with priority. If I were to ask you, what's your purpose in having your kids do chores? 
I could probably safely guess your answer. It's to teach our kids life skills um, and like how to be self-sufficient, right? Hopefully, all of our kids will eventually move out and they need to know how to do their own laundry and wash dishes and all the things. It is our job as parents to teach our kids this, but it's super important, especially if your kids are younger, to name the priority within that purpose of teaching them life skills. Because here's the thing, if you want your little kids to get practice at doing chores and being self-sufficient, it's really hard to simultaneously hold a priority, that priority, and then another priority of things being done well. The more practice kids have at sweeping, the better they'll probably get, but we cannot hold both self-sufficiency in little kids and also excellence in actually doing the task. If I have my first grader clean the toilet, I'm probably going to have to go back and clean the toilet myself if I want the toilet to be clean. So you have to kind of pick one, self-sufficiency or a job well done. I'm not saying that if your priority is a job well done that you shouldn't have your kids help. You just need to have the expectation that they'll do it, but you'll likely also have to do it and not be angry or annoyed at them about it. I am very guilty of this. So I think it's a good reminder. I can't expect my kid to know how to vacuum the first time his little toddler arms give it a try. Patience, patience, and leave time to go back after them if a job well done is a priority. That little mental shift makes such a big difference. Another offshoot of this idea of priority is how much teaching you actually do during the chore if you're good with the kid going through the motions or if them figuring it out on their own. Um, Okay, let's take laundry as an example. Okay, so my boys, they sort and fold and put away their own laundry. That's been many years in the making, so don't lose your minds on that. I showed them once or twice how to fold their shirts, but honestly, I don't really care if it gets done super well. I like the fact that they're taking ownership and doing it themselves, even if it's not how I would do the task. So pay attention to how you marry the instruction of a chore And then how closely you need the kid to hold to that instruction. Maybe doing the task, no matter how they actually choose to do it, is enough. Or maybe it's not. You get to choose. Just remember that if excellence and leaning into a certain method is a high priority for you, check your emotions and your responses towards your kid who's just learning. And give yourself a little extra time to do the chore alongside them or after them. Okay, so once you know your priority, now it's time to pick the actual chores. If you have the priority of perfection, you should stick with super simple tasks. Give your kids a chance to meet your expectations. Give them easy wins so they don't feel like they can't do something that feels too hard. The list of chore possibilities is enormous, especially like when you consider what rooms you have and like compared to somebody else on the internet who's talking about chores, if you only use cloths to clean as opposed to Clorox wipes, like the variables kind of make it tough for me to give you a list of chores, but you can make your own list. And remember to start incredibly small. What things could your kids do in light of your priorities? For example, we don't often have many dishes to hand wash because we have a dishwasher and because I only cook meals that use limited dishes because washing a giant pile of pots and pans is not my favorite. Um, But we'll usually have like a skillet and a knife to clean. Now, as a reminder, my boys are nine and seven and my daughter is three. I do not like cleaning up uh, messes they leave behind when they do chores, especially things related to water. I don't know what it is, but it just makes my skin crawl and my fuse gets unnecessarily short when I have to clean up water messes. So guess what? My kids don't wash dishes. I haven't taught them that yet. 
I will when they get a little older and they recognize what happens to water when they splash it hard and they don't actually like getting their clothes wet making a mess. But until that day, I will wash the dishes myself. So even though a certain chore is technically age appropriate, whatever that means, it doesn't mean your kid has to do it. Remember your priorities and then choose the chores that make the most sense for you and your kids. You can just write like the, all the chores out in one big list. Um, and if you have kids that are different ages, you could also make an individual list for each kid. Okay, so as an example, here is kind of a snapshot of my kid's chore list. Now, this is not written anywhere um, for them to see. I'll explain how they see their chores in a, in a minute. Um, but these are things that my kids do. All the kids take their dirty dishes to the kitchen after a meal. That's low-hanging fruit to teach responsibility and teamwork. They put put their dirty clothes in the hamper. Again, that's super easy. The boys now sort and fold and put away their clean laundry. And my three-year-old daughter will help me put the piles of clean laundry away. Sometimes we sort together. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. I will give her a, like a Clorox wipe to wipe down a bathroom sink. That's super easy. She does a terrible job, but it's the motions, right? My boys, they love cleaning the windows because they like to spray the window cleaner. So they do that a lot um, and make a big mess. I have to be like three sprays, three sprays. That's it. That's all you get. <laughs> um, they'll also clean toilets and wipe down sinks occasionally. Um, I mean, they don't do a great job, but you know, again, it's fine. They dust with a sock on their hands. Um, they both really like to vacuum. So I let them do that all the time. Like the other day, Ben just got the vacuum out when it was like family tidy time and he started vacuuming and I was like, this is a magical moment. Mark it, Kendra. Um, they're not great at sweeping though. They're real bad at that coordination. We're, we're working on it. Um, but not super fast because it doesn't matter that much. Um, we will do a Swiffer sometimes because that's like vacuum motions and that's fine. Um, our fav- one of our favorite ways to keep their rooms from completely falling apart is to have them clean up a category of stuff. I will go into their room, locate like the biggest culprit, whether it's dirty clothes or like an emptied out dress up box or books strewn everywhere or something like that. And I'll just say, clean up all the books or put all the clothes in the hamper. Kids don't always know what to do when you give them a big chore like clean your room or clean the bathroom, but saying, pick up the dress up clothes or wipe down the inside of the sink makes a lot more sense to them. Like the more specific you are, the more they know what the expectations are. And it's, they don't get as distracted or overwhelmed. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's Day. I'm wearing Love Note, a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone. And Annie is wearing Bouquet, a shimmery pink that matches her personality. Plus, Olive and June's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days. Visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash L-A-Z-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S for 20% off your first Manny system. This episode is sponsored by Chomps. With three kids running every which way, life at the Adachi house is very full. Someone is always on the go, whether it's to band practice or to a work meeting or down the street to grandma's house. And I love having Chomps in the pantry for a high protein snack that's perfect for life on the go. Chomps are made with natural ingredients, come in nine delicious bold flavors and have up to 12 grams of protein per stick. You can even order them online and have them delivered straight to your door. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com genius. Go to chomps.com genius to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash genius. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, flute and major allergen free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. Okay, now here's where your system comes in. That's the final step. If you feel overwhelmed by somehow organizing your, uh, your chore list and maybe like figuring out the rotation of the chores and all the things, you want to keep your system really, really simple. Now, I got a suggestion from a reader that I cannot for the life of me find her name. So if this was your idea, will you please tell me in a DM on Instagram or something um, so I can thank you and thank you right now. Um, but we've been using this method for over six months now, and it is fantastic. It's called Daily Sheets. We have a little dry erase board on the fridge. It's divided in half, one side for Sam, one for Ben. I think once school starts back in a couple of weeks, we might give Annie a section two. Um, But daily sheets are essentially a short list of tasks for each kid that changes every day. But I don't have to decide what's on there until that morning. Okay, so here are the daily sheet rules. First, 
I try and limit the tasks on the daily sheet to three things. It's not overwhelming for the kids um, to see and for me to come up with. We don't write things like brush your teeth and get dressed because those are naturally part of our kids' rhythms. Um, But every morning while I'm getting my coffee, I write three things in each kid's section on that dry erase board. I can think about the day ahead, what we have going on, how busy we're going to be, and I can decide what makes the most sense for our day. During the school year, one box was always put away all your school stuff because taking care of their lunch boxes and putting their homework folders back in their book bags, that was not, and might still not be, we'll see once school starts back, um, that just really wasn't part of their rhythm. They just left everything out. And having to tell them those things over and over again, it just drives me bonkers. Now it's just part of the daily sheet and it gets done. Other things might be like wash the living room windows, clean up a category in your room, clean two toilets, pick up all the toys in the front yard, that kind of thing. Now, if the day is super busy or I don't care too much about them doing a lot of chores, I will make the third one be something silly like kiss your mother. They crack up and they do it and then they check it off. Just like if I said sort the laundry. Um, Oh, and that reminds me on days where one legitimate chore is more substantial, like sort the laundry um, and fold it and put it away like my kids do. And that can take them like a solid hour. I always make the third box something stupid like kiss your mother or do a silly dance or something easy that makes them laugh or roll their eyes at me. But they're still in the rhythm of seeing three things on their daily sheets. And I just decide what those those things are based on the day. Okay, so there are so many chore chart ideas out there. And if something works for you, you should do it. I just know that if a system ties a specific task or chore to a specific day, or there's any kind of like rotation to stick with, it won't happen. I can barely do that for my own rhythm of my own chores. So I'm not about to expect that to work for my kids. Now you might be different. So you just do what works best for you. We've been using daily sheets for over six months. And even though they started working immediately, I wanted to make sure they kept working before I told you about them. I swear by this way of doing things, of doing chores. It is so fantastic. Um, Oh, one other important part about this. Okay, so our kids have screen time every day, but they don't get it unless they finish their daily sheets first. That's a helpful motivation for them. And um, I mentioned this in the episode about managing time in the summer, but on that same dry erase board um, are their complaining tallies. They get five tallies a day, and every time they complain, they lose a tally. There's no argument or negotiation. It's just a physical warning card, right? They, they, and if they lose all five tallies, they lose screen time for the day. Now, that'll come into play um, more in a minute with the daily sheets, so hang on. Um, okay, so now to the final topic of money. How does money fit into your chores? It depends on your priority. I personally am of the mind that when you're part of a family, you help out. I don't get paid to clean the toilets, so I don't see why my kids should either. At the same time, one of our personal parenting priorities is to teach our kids how to manage their money well. I want them to learn that credit cards aren't magical wells of endless money, that everything has a price, even if they aren't the one paying it, you know? How will our kids learn how to manage their money if they don't have any? So during the school year, um, the summer it didn't really happen and no one cared, so, you know. Um, we add a component to the daily sheets. Okay, so as a refresher, uh, physically of that dry erase board, you can imagine, it has a section for each kid. It has their three chores, their three daily sheet chores, and their five complaining tallies. Okay, they only get screen time if they've completed their three chores and they still have at least one tally left. 
Now also at the top of the dry erase board above each kid section, each kid gets seven blocks, one for each day of the week. If they finish a day where they did their chores and they still have tallies, they color in the box for that day. If they make it to the end of the week and all seven blocks are colored in, they get $2 for the week. If they do that for all four weeks of the month, they get an extra $2 for a total of 10 bucks for the month for doing all their chores, having a good attitude, actually keeping up with the daily sheet board, which is totally on them. Um, except for what I write every morning, they manage the board. They know that if they ask for screen time, I will check the board. So the board is their responsibility to keep up with. They even erase their own tallies when they complain. So I'd say that 10 bucks a month for a kid to take that kind of ownership and participating in the running of the house is super worth it. Um, but you could pay whatever you want or not pay at all. You could use some other sort of incentive or reward um, or compensation or whatever. Again, this fits well within our priorities and it works. And we'll keep doing it until it doesn't. But you have to do it for your own priorities and what works for you. One last thing. Um, things like uh, I mentioned before, some of the chores that they do, like taking dishes to the kitchen and doing a family tidy a couple times a day, those do not count as daily sheet tasks. Those are just being a person in this home tasks. The daily sheets are more things I'm trying to add into their daily rhythm rather than just kind of like a checkoff validation of what they already do. Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, so to recap, start with your parenting priority. Why are you actually wanting to uh, have your kids do chores? And then keep that in mind as you make decisions. Then think about the actual chores that make sense for those priorities. And then don't decide on a system until you know those two things. Otherwise, the system will likely not work super well because it's just putting the cart before the horse. And that is how to Lazy Genius Kids Chores. If you have any questions or ideas that you want to share, you can do that in a couple places. You can leave a comment on the show notes of this episode on the website. You can leave a comment on Thursday's Instagram post, which will give you details about this week's Instagram live. And then third, you can join me on this week's Instagram live. I am um, at the lazy genius on Instagram and I will be there live around 1215 regular time this Thursday, Eastern time to talk about the episode. So I hope you can join me there. Don't forget that you only have a couple more days to enter to win a Planetbox lunchbox by participating in a short survey, but super, super helpful, mighty, mighty powerful. What is that phrase? Tiny, but tiny, but mighty. Is that a thing? If it is, we just said so. Um, you can find it at the lazygeniuscollective.com slash feedback. I'm really, really excited to learn from what you guys like and don't like and make this next year of content even better for you. So super pumped. Thanks for taking the time to fill that out. All right, until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, and I'll see you next week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.